This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. Hello, everybody. I'm Jill. Um, so I want to talk to you about five ways that you can get more exposure for your show. So I think as podcasters, our two biggest problems are getting people to know about our show and then convincing those people to actually listen to the show. So I'm gonna tell you five ways that you can get people to actually listen. Um, so when we're trying to promote our show, the first thing that we do is put out a new episode as outpost and we let everyone know that there's a new episode to the show, the link is in the bio, make sure to subscribe and share it, and then we get crickets and no one cares. And this is how I started. Um, and I started with zero followers, I just randomly put out my show one day, I didn't do anything fancy, and I just thought, okay, I'll do the new episode is out, everyone's gonna care, the topic is applicable for them, and no one cared, and I could not understand. So I kept trying to do it, I kept trying to do it, I did the fancy sound bites, and no one cared. Um, so I tried a few iterations of the new episode is out post, and then I'm gonna teach you what actually works. So after today, I want you to promise me that you will never do another <laughs> new episode is out post. So what I want to teach you about is how to successfully pitch yourself as a guest on other shows, how to get featured in the media, how to grow a following on Instagram or whatever other social platform you use, how to build up your email list and convert those people into listeners, how to develop super fans that promote your show for you, and then I have a bonus tip if you give me your attention to the end. Um, I don't know if you can see this meme well, but this is my main takeaway for you. Nobody cares that a new episode is out for a podcast that they don't listen to. Nobody cares. So what I want to teach you how to do is some trickery. So we have to trick people into caring about the topic and then like you kind of reveal at the end, by the way, it's a podcast, go listen to it. So I'm going to teach you how to trick people to get their interest and then move them over to your show. So this is me. Uh, this is my show. My show is called Sober Powered. It's obviously about sobriety. Um, I talk about addiction science. So my podcast is two years old. And in year two was when I stopped doing the new episode is outpost. And I started to kind of figure out some strategies. And I was able to quadruple my listeners. So I'm going to teach you those strategies in a moment. Um, I started out with no followers, just like a lot of you. No built-in audience. No one knew who I was, nobody cared. Um, and then I figured out what works and I grew my show. And now my show is a top 50 mental health podcast. So step one, how to get guest interviews. So you've probably heard this tip mentioned constantly, guests on other shows, guests on other shows. And you might not realize why it's so important. It both gets their listeners to you, but it can also even convert your followers into listeners of your show. I've had followers reach out to me on Instagram that heard me on someone else's show, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to listen to your show now. And it's like, what are you doing here? You've been hanging out with me for a really long time. You haven't listened? So it can convince your own audience 
to listen to your show too, if it's a show they already listen to. So if you're really new and you don't know what you're doing with guesting, you don't have a lot of experience, you don't have a big platform that would interest the big shows, um, this is what I want you to start with. So you can use things like Podmatch, uh, Matchmaker, and then the podcast guest collaboration community is a Facebook group. So that's where I started. So you can post, there's like hashtag be a guest, hashtag find a guest, and you can find people for your show and you can get practice interviewing for other shows. So practicing and making sure you're actually a good interviewee is really important too because you wanna put your best self forward on these shows and not just ramble um, or talk about something that's not useful because that's not gonna bring people to your show if you do that. So get a lot of practice, um, join that Facebook group, it's really helpful. But once you have that practice, so I've been on a ton of shows and now this is the way that I do it. I go on Chartable and I look at the top 200 podcasts in, you know, for me it's mental health, but it might be some other category too. And then I just look at them. I look at their social media. I look at their podcasts and the episodes that I've done. And I try to identify shows that I might be a good fit for. If someone reaches out to me and asks me to come on their show, I check them really quick on listen notes. Sometimes that's not the most accurate. Sometimes the um, ranking is a bit inflated for a show, but it'll give you a general idea of the popularity of a show. Um, I also have built a lot of connections on Instagram. So I've met a lot of influencers in my space, podcasters, and they have invited me on um, just from seeing my content. So building relationships is a really good way to get on other people's shows. But a lot of podcasters make so many mistakes when they're pitching shows. So for my podcast, it's like 98% solo episodes. So it's mostly just me explaining the science of addiction. And the first year, I had no guests at all. There were no guests on my show. But I would get pitches constantly from people to come on my show. So the first thing you need to do is make sure the show you're pitching actually has guests. Because if they don't have guests, and then you pitch them, they're gonna know you didn't look up their show. And similarly, does your topic make sense for the show? I get a lot of pitches too from people that wanna share their recovery story. And while that is very important, uh, my show's about science and I don't share personal stories. So then again, I'm alerted, this person has not looked up my show. So it's really important that you take like 30 minutes to an hour look up the show, listen to a few episodes, scroll their entire catalog, look at their social media, look at their website, and make sure that you're a good fit for it. Another mistake that a lot of podcasters make is they send a generic copy-paste pitch just about why they're amazing. They send their bio, you know, all their accomplishments. They say they have 5,000 followers on Instagram and, you know, however many on TikTok and that they're going to promote it all over the place and they don't actually talk about the person's show. So I'll tell you um, the good way to pitch in a moment, but sending the same pitch to everybody is a huge mistake. We can tell when it's a copy-paste generic pitch that you've sent to everybody. And if you can't even find out the person's name, that's like an immediate 
decline. If you can't find out my name and say, hi, Jill, because my email is even Jill at Sober Powered. If you can't even find out my name and personalize the email, I'm probably not even going to read your email. So it's critical that you personalize these pitches. Um, and the last mistake is with guest swaps. Podcasters will ask for guest swaps, and those are super effective, but the audience size has to be aligned. If you're a brand new show and you're asking me for a guest swap, that's not really going to work out for me very well. So you have to make sure that your audience size is aligned. And then it can be very effective and it can benefit both hosts equally. So if you're asking me for a guest swap and your podcast is brand new, I'm going to have like these thoughts like, oh, they're trying to kind of use my show. They're trying to use me here, use my platform. So the way that I want you to pitch people is I want you to actually pitch a topic. I don't want you to pitch yourself. I don't want you to pitch your bio. I don't want you to tell me why you're amazing. I want you to actually pitch a topic. So the way that you do that is you scroll through the person's um, episode catalog, and you could write, I haven't seen you release an episode covering whatever yet. That's actually something that I'm very passionate about. I think your listeners would really benefit from a conversation about whatever it is. And then you can get into it that way. You should also prove that you know what their show is. So if you do listen to, your, to their show, you can say, I've been a fan of your show for a while. If you're not a listener, don't, don't lie and say that. Um, you could also say, I really enjoyed your episode on depression. That's something that I have personally struggled with. I loved your perspective on that. I thought that your guest was very informative. Like, tell them why you liked the episode, not just, I loved your recent episode. It was great. I would love to be a guest. Here's my bio. Um, you could also say, you know, I, I loved your episode on ADD. That's not something I personally struggle with, but I think that's a struggle that a lot of people have in the community, and I can't wait to share it with my audience. I thought that they would get a lot out of it. So tell them that you know what their show is about. Um, and the most important thing in your pitch is it's about the podcaster's audience. It's not about why you're amazing. It's not about your bio. It's not about how many followers you have. It's not about, you know, that you're going to share it for me. It's about how you're going to help my people. So I want you to picture the podcaster as like a bodyguard. And we're protecting our people, our listeners behind us. And I'm protecting them from people that want to sell them something, people that want to promote themselves on a popular show, people that just care about followers. I'm protecting them from that because they trust me. So I'm not going to bring in someone who isn't looking out for their best interests. So think of the podcaster like the bodyguard for the podcast. So I want to know not why you're the best. I want to know how you're going to help my people. So that's why pitching a specific topic is really helpful. I haven't seen you talk about anxiety yet. That is something a ton of people struggle with, and that's something that I get asked to speak about a lot. I thought your listeners would really enjoy an episode about anxiety because, you know, whatever. So Make sure that it's listener-focused. It's not all about you. That's the biggest mistake that people make.
So step two is how to get featured in the media. Uh, so this is important too. Uh, it might not be applicable for everyone. And I also want to say that all of these strategies can be done by yourself for yourself. You don't need to hire a team. If you do, that's awesome. But I've, I don't have a team. I've done all these things myself, so it's totally doable. So these are some of my media features. You can see a lot of them came from Harrow, which is help a reporter out. So I will tell you how to use that in a moment, but that is a really good resource. And actually, um, this week and last week, I've been in conversations with reporters from Insider and HuffPost that I met through Help a Reporter Out. So it can be very effective at getting your message out there. My very first feature was the one on the top left from NPR, and that was through a friend. That was through the connections that I built up on social media, letting other influencers get to know me, and then they directed a reporter to me. And when that NPR feature came out, it literally doubled my audience. My podcast doubled in the month of June a year ago compared to the month of May. And I retained those people. It didn't double and then settle back down. It doubled and then it continued to climb. So media features can do a lot for you. And it also builds credibility. If you see someone and you're interested in them and then you see they have a cool article on NPR, like it just helps. Um, so the way that you do this is I recommend help a reporter out. It's free. You get three emails a day, morning, lunchtime, and like five o'clock. And it's a bunch of reporters that are looking for experts. And you can respond to them. And again, it's not like, here's my bio. This is why I'm amazing. Think of it exactly the same way. The reporter is the bodyguard trying to prevent people who just want uh, followers and exposure and sales from getting in the feature. So make it audience focused, not you focused. Another method is using like Twitter or LinkedIn and you can connect with reporters that way. If you see an article on your topic, connect with the reporter, send them a little message or comment on their posts sharing the article and say why you liked the article. Let them get to know who you are. And the most important thing is don't try to use people because a lot of people will do this and they think like we're not picking up on it or they think they're being sneaky and they're really, it's so obvious. So we know what you're doing and when you try to use people, you just destroy the connection and you can't repair it. So an example is someone in the sober community was featured on a pretty big TV show recently and we were all excited for her. Everyone was sharing it and, and like saying how cool she is. And there was one person that DM'd her and was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. Like, that's so cool. Can you introduce me to them? Yeah, so that person is getting nothing from her and that connection has been destroyed. Where instead, if you look at my features, if I can go back, um, the NPR one and the parents one came from friends. Friends that I met online, friends that I never asked anything from. They were just someone that I supported. And eventually, they had an opportunity that they shared with me. 
So when someone has an opportunity, you just got to be excited for them, share it, comment on it, tell them they're amazing. We want everyone to engage with our stuff, but if we're not engaging with their stuff, why would they engage with us? So try to be a supportive member of your community, and then people will want to help you out. The third one is how to grow on Instagram or social media, wherever you are. So the new episode is out post. I actually made this post to prove a point because I wanted the insights from it. So Dr. Lemke was my most popular guest. Um, this episode that she was on just like blew up on social media. A lot of people were talking about it. I had her back for episode 100 of my show. And I was like, okay, people will be excited. She was my most popular guest. They all loved it. So of course they would love an announcement that she's back. So I made like a cool little graphic, like episode 100, special guest, um, and then the new episode is out post, and no one cared. I got 10 follows from it somehow, I don't know how. Uh, six people shared it, not very many people saw it, and the post died with no engagement. And this was my most popular guest. And while we're on the topic of guesting and how it's not about like what you can get from people, my most popular guest episodes are from people that have no social media, people that are not sharing the episode in any way. So it's not about like how many followers or how amazing the person is, it's just about making a really good episode. So the way I want you to post moving forward, so this is where the trickery comes in. I call it the sneak attack method. Um, it's something I made up that I hope that you'll use. This was a couple weeks later. I don't know if you can see the insights, but this was shared almost 2,000 times. It reached almost 200,000 people compared to the new episode is out post, which only reached 11,000 people. I also gained 5,000 followers. This is still a new episode is out post. This was promoting episode 103, why we use alcohol to enhance our experiences. It's literally a new episode is out post. I just didn't tell them it's episode 103. So that's the key and that's the trickery. You cannot tell people it's a podcast or they're gonna scroll by. Because remember, no one cares about a podcast they don't listen to. So you have to trick them into caring about the topic, and then you sprinkle in at the end, by the way, this is a podcast, go listen to it. Link is in my bio, all of that. So this post was a carousel, and it had a few slides explaining one part of the podcast episode. So why we use alcohol to enhance our experiences. This is something a lot of people struggle with. This is a reason people drink again. So it did really well. And then the last side of the carousel was go listen to episode 103. And I gained a lot of new listeners for it. And I do this almost every single week. And all of my posts have the same response. All the carousel posts I do have very similar insights. But they are new episode is out posts. I'm just not telling anyone until the end. Another way that I do it. Oh, so here are some insights before I move on to prove to you that it works. So on the left is a normal week, and on the right is after that enhancement post. So it took a little time to get traction, 
So my new episodes come out on Fridays. So you can see the peak was bigger for the new episode day. But then the post started to get traction a few days later. And then you can see this extra spike that I didn't have before. So that's when people started seeing the post, sharing it. So I gained 500 listens in one week just from that new episode is out post. And the reason that these posts are so good is because it's so shareable. No one wants to share episode 103 is now live. But a lot of people want to share why we use alcohol to enhance our experiences, because it's something a lot of people struggle with. The carousel where you give them the information, it builds trust. No one cares to get off of Instagram and go find your podcast and listen to it from an announcement. But if you give them information, and the information is actually helpful for them, they will want to get off and go listen. So you have to build trust with them, and you have to convince them that your podcast is a good use of their time. And announcements don't do that. And like I showed you in my insights, it expands your reach. A lot of people saw that post, 5,000 new followers just from that post. You can also do it with Reels. So when I do it with reels, I'll do a few different things. So I'll do some kind of trendy reel. And then at the end, in the very last second, I'll say, learn more in episode whatever of the Sober Powered podcast. Or I won't even share it in the reel itself. At the end, I'll maybe say tips with like the down pointing emoji. And then I'll get them into the caption. And at the bottom of the caption, that's where I sprinkle in, this is actually a podcast episode. And the reason that that works so well, so you can see I gained 700 listens when I released this reel compared to the previous week. The reason this does so well is because people are bought into the post. They see the post and they either flip through the carousel or they watch the whole reel or they read the entire caption. They're already bought in. They're already enjoying it. And then you hit them with, this is actually an episode. But they're already there with you. They're already liking your stuff. So that's why it works. Because you're only sharing that it's an episode with people who already care about what you're talking about. And what you're talking about is from your episode. So of course they would go listen. So step four is getting people onto your email list. And maybe you're thinking like, that's kind of random. I don't know why that matters, but this is all about gaining the opportunity to convert people into listeners. So like I said about guesting, my guest spots and other podcasts have converted my own followers into listeners of my podcast. So if they're staying around, if they're um, following you on Instagram, or they subscribe to your email list, but they don't listen to your show, that is totally okay, that's gonna happen but you're gaining the opportunity to slowly convert them over time. So that's why the email list is very effective. So the problem here is social media, the number of followers that you have is not the number of listeners that you have to your show. All of the people that follow me, I guarantee you probably only half of them or less listen. Some of them don't even know I have a show and eventually they find out and they're shocked they had no idea, even when like almost every single post I'm promoting my podcast. 
all of my stories promoting my podcast, and some people still don't know. So we have to make them aware that we have an awesome podcast. So you can do this with free guides, so free eBooks, free checklists or whatever, um, and you put that in your LinkedIn bio. So when someone goes in there for whatever reason, they see the heading, free guide, and they're like, oh, free, cool. And they pick whichever one they want and they end up on your email list. And my most popular one, um, I have workflows that tell me where people are coming from. So I have moved almost 800 people from Instagram to my email list from this one guide. So this is a collection of resources to help someone who's trying to stop drinking. Everybody wants that. And in there is also my podcast, but um, maybe they still won't listen. But now they're on my email list. Now they're engaged with me every single week. You can also do a free course or a free challenge. I've done those occasionally, and they're very effective. They'll get hundreds of people, depending on the size of your audience, on your email list, like all at once. So I just started a free three-day email challenge. So they get emails every day for three days. Within the challenge, I write you know, something that's going to help them, and then I say, for more information, here are some podcast episodes that you can listen to. Here's the link. Or for more information, like check out this YouTube video I made. So you can direct them to all of your stuff within these free resources that get them on your email list. And these are more effective usually than ebooks because they're just cooler and more exciting. So once they're on your list, if your newsletter sucks and it's just like, hey, new episode is out, buy my coaching, buy me a coffee, sign up for my Patreon, thanks guys, um, they're gonna unsubscribe. So your emails actually have to be good. And I recommend sending weekly emails. So same thing like a podcast. People are building you into their routine. So every single Friday, a bunch of people wake up and they're like, oh, a new episode of the Sober Powered Podcast is out today. And they go on a walk or they do whatever they do and they listen. And they know every single Friday for years they can count on that. Same with my email list. I send out my emails on Thursday. Um, sometimes I skipped yesterday, but that's okay. Um, but I most of the time send them out on Thursday. So they know when I wake up on Thursday, I have a little email that I can read. So I think that's more effective than monthly because people are going to forget. And if you don't send out weekly emails, somebody else in your niche will, and they'll just build them into their routine. So things that you can include that are more than just announcing your podcast are you could do a question of the week. That's another good way to get people on your list. You can say, I answer questions of the week, like what, submit them and just have like a Google form. And then you get them on the list to see the answers to the questions. You can have affiliate codes. Something that I do is I go more in depth on the episode that came out last week. So I explain either more detail about one concept. Since my show is about science, I might include some pictures that go along with what I taught them. Um, I'll explain like my motivation for even creating that episode, like why I even cared about that topic this week. You can, if you have a guest, 
You can share more information about your guest and who they are and what they do, not just their bio, because that's really boring. Um, you can also preview your next episode. That's why I send out my emails on Thursday, because my, email, uh, my episodes come out on Friday. So on Thursday, you get to see what tomorrow's episode is about, which then reminds you, by the way, listen to it in the morning. You can send out resources, all kinds of cool things. So whatever you send out, make sure it's valuable. It should be valuable in itself. It shouldn't be pointing them to where they can get the value elsewhere. And you should also monitor your, op your open rate. Mine is 60 to 65%. That's a really good open rate. I think average is like 25%. If your open rate is low, it means your emails are boring. So do something to spruce them up and make them more interesting. Ask people what they want even. What would you like me to include in this that could be fun for you? So try things, monitor your open rate for a couple weeks, and if it's going up, you're on the right track. So you can pay attention to that kind of data. And people will get on your email list without listening to your show. And then every single week, they see the new episode. They see the explanation of the previous episode. And they're like, oh, that's interesting for me. I've had a lot of people, um, my audience is generally a bit older than I am. So I have a lot of people in their 60s and 70s who have never listened to a podcast. They don't do apps. like. You know, they don't really want to go into that. And over time, slowly, they feel that it's something that they should try. And then I'm the first show that they listen to, and they finally figure out, like, how to use Spotify or whatever it is on their phone. So you're slowly converting people over time. That's the goal. My fifth way is super fans who promote the show for you. If you have fans and they love your show, it's the best show ever for them, they're going to tell people about that. I can tell you all day long, and I do. I tell people all day long, my show's the best. Listen to my show. It's going to help you. You can listen right here. It's the best. I've talked about that, actually, in an episode. Here, you can listen here, and they just don't. But if some random stranger says, oh, you're having this problem? Well, go listen to this episode. They'll go listen. So super fans are sometimes more effective than your own promoting. Um, and the way that you create super fans is by talking to your fans. So you have to be accessible. People need to know where they can talk to you. Often podcasters will end an episode with, you know, reach out to me if you have any questions or you have a topic you want me to cover, but then no one knows how to talk to you. They might go to your website and they don't see a contact form. They have no idea what your email is. You're not very active on social or you don't answer your DMs at all, and they don't know how to talk to you. So make sure people know how to get in touch with you. Um, and when they do get in touch with you, you need to respond thoughtfully. Don't just heart it in the DMs or like say cool um, or try to funnel them into something paid or tell them to buy your stuff. You have to actually speak to them. You're not going to convert regular fans into super fans by trying to get money out of them. 
So I can give you an example. Um, there was a podcast I discovered a couple months ago that I really loved. Her show, it was a business show, and her show was helping me so much. So I got on her email list, because I was interested. And on her first email, she said, respond to this email and let me know this thing. I don't want to reveal too much about this person. So I responded, and I told her a bit about myself. I was really excited. And she wrote me back, and she was like, that's awesome. That's something I talk about in my paid program. You should buy my thing. And she sent me screenshots of testimonials and a link to buy her thing. And you know what I did? I unsubscribed. And even though I'm loving the show, I still enjoy it. I'm not a super fan of the show. I'm not really sharing it that much because I know as soon as you talk to her, she's going to try to extract money from you and a sale. So you get super fans by actually like talking to your fans and being genuine and just caring about them, not trying to get something. So same like we were saying before, don't use people to try to get an opportunity that they got. So I'm a super fan of Pat Flynn, so you should read his book. It's awesome. Uh, you should, he's on YouTube, he has a podcast, he's great. So as you're traveling home from the conference, I want you to think a little bit about who you're a super fan for. Who is it? And then think about why. What did they do that made you want to share their stuff with everybody? So what Pat Flynn has done for me is I really, really trust him. I think anytime he puts out a video or an episode that it's going to be valuable, that it's going to be worth my time, he doesn't ramble, he doesn't have like random stuff in there. I think if I get the opportunity to talk to him, which I have several times, he's not going to try to sell me something. He's not going to try to like get something out of me. He just genuinely cares. Um, he has a lot of free content. So I know that he's like building up trust with all of us. He genuinely wants to help us. And he makes his fans feel valued. So those are my reasons, but I want you to think about whoever you're a super fan for and like why, what did that person do? And then he explains to you in this book too, like how to get super fans and what you can do. And the bonus tip that I have for you is you just gotta do the grind. I've been grinding every single day for two years straight with like no break and you just gotta do it. Um, you're gonna make posts and they're all gonna be horrible and no one's gonna care about them. And then you're gonna be like, oh, this person's so lucky, they're growing, so the algorithm hates me. Like sometimes you just have to look at your posts and be like, man, this post sucks. This is a bad post. And then if you can admit that, you can fix it. So there are no shortcuts unless you have a built-in audience. You just gotta do the grind, you gotta keep showing up consistently, you have to keep building trust with your audience, um, you just have to keep persevering. You make bad content, and you learn from it, and then you make better content. I used to get jealous of people that would grow quicker than me on Instagram, and I'd be like, they're prettier than me, everybody hates me. <laughs> 
I'm so unlucky, like I must be shadow banned. And then I'd like talk trash about them to my friends. In reality, like not everyone's sticking around. A lot of the people that I used to be jealous of, they either faded away or my account is now way, way, way bigger than theirs because I persevered. So when all of these people with quick success get burned out because they don't know how to monetize or whatever, you're there in the background. You're like, hey guys, I, weekly content, I still got it over here. Come hang out with me if you want consistency. And you slowly bring them in. Um, so don't buy followers, likes, views, comments. So easy to tell when someone does that. Do not do that. Keep being consistent. Um, keep doing your best. Learn one thing, master it before you move on. And again, don't try to use people, don't try to extract a sale. Um, and the reason that I have this image on the slide is because I didn't even know American Addiction Centers was paying attention to me. I'm just like some girl who does reels and like sometimes I dance and it's just really not that good. Um, and they had been paying attention to me for months and they're the biggest name in addiction. And they reached out and they asked me to come on their talk show, which they basically only have celebrities on the talk show. Like Rumor Willis, Lamar Odom, Chrissy Carlson Romano, Nikki Glaser, like celebrities. And then they asked me because they'd been paying attention to the grind. They hadn't been interacting with me at all. They had just been observing. So you never know who's observing your grind. And if you give up or like you rage quit, or get jealous of people, or just everything's about a sale, you're not gonna get these opportunities. And like I said a few times, it just really takes time. It takes time to convert people. They might follow you for like a year and never listen to your show. But because they follow you, you now have the opportunity to convert them. So that's why your stuff has to be valuable. You can't point people towards the value. Say, oh, by the way, if you want this information, go here. Because I'm not going to follow an announcement page. I don't care about that. If your page is valuable, then people will follow it. And slowly you can convert them. So I've had a lot of DMs from people that had been following me for six plus months. That they finally listened. And it's the best thing ever and like all this stuff. But if I was just posting new episode is out, episode 27 is live, buy my stuff, they wouldn't have followed me. They would have moved on with their life and they never would have listened to my show. Um, so please keep in touch. If you do the sneak attack and it works, I wanna know. Um, I started a network last week. So that's my network. Um, so I have three other top 100 mental health shows in my network. Um, so check out my website for my network, soberpoweredmedia.com. Um, yeah, and please let me know if you use any of these methods and they work for you. Um, I don't know if we have time for questions, but if we do, I'd love to take them. Hi, Jill. David from New York, um, the Hero Academy podcast for first responders. 
law enforcement, firemen, nurses, and um, I think I know someone that would be really good for your show. I'm gonna connect you with them. I just wanted to ask you, did you study copywriting? Because I saw your headlines for uh, like the news articles and your post. So did you study copywriting or is that just something you kind of picked up along the way? Uh, like copywriting my posts on Instagram? Your, your headlines and your titles. No, that's not something that I am doing. They were just really good, like um, your article titles for your for your for the news, things like that. Oh, those were from the reporter. Ah. Those were yeah, those weren't written by me. Okay. Those were something that I was in. Yeah. So hopefully they did it. Hello, thank you. So I really love your sneak attack method. Thank and you. I love how it applies to a lot of kind of real issues. But for podcasts that are more focused on entertainment or fiction, how would you do a sneak attack post to get the attraction and shareability for just people who are looking to be entertained? Good question. So for entertainment, I would give them a snippet. I wouldn't give them a snippet in the form of a soundbite because I know that's about a podcast. You can still sneak it in and give them a snippet of the entertainment um, or things that are working well right now are reels with video podcasts. I don't know if you guys record videos or not, um, but those are working well. But you can still give them like a little piece of it without telling them it's a show. So you can entertain them, make them laugh, and those things will probably get shared like crazy if you make reels like that. And then by the way, guys, episode 97, go listen to it. Okay, that is it. If you have more questions or you want to talk to me, um, thank you for being here.